Hello you lovely lot and welcome back to the Independent Spouse Podcast. Today I've been talking to the lovely Nadine from Forces Family Finance who this year are sponsoring a very special award ceremony. This Christmas the Millspay Network is throwing a party for everybody who may be missing out on their own Christmas party. It's for business owners in the Millspoke community and there is a seat for you. You can sign up now. It's on the 2nd of December at 7 o'clock GMT and you are very welcome to join us. There is of course the awards that I've just mentioned but we're also going to have Christmas music, Christmas jumpers and a good celebration of 2020. I think it's just what we all need. It is online and there is a seat for you. So head over to Eventbrite and book your space. I can't wait to see you there. It's gonna be such good fun. But before we get stuck into the interview, I wanna share with you something from the sponsors of this podcast series, the Royal British Legion. The Royal British Legion understand that being a service family can sometimes put pressure on your career. That's why they offer employment support to all members of our armed forces community. Whether it's helping write a CV, advice on education grants, or getting a qualification to help you take that next step in your career, they've got your back. Just search for the Royal British Legion online where you'll find loads of information and support. So now, on to the interview with Nadine. Now, Nadine is one of those amazing business owners who has worked really hard to build one of those profitable businesses that can pay her a salary. It supports her family. It works really well with military life. It's been tough. She's had to grow it with three tiny children around her ankles, but she has done so well. So this episode is chock full of tips if you are a mum starting out in business or you have your own small children that you need to look after. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. First up, I'm just wondering how you are doing during this like crazy pandemic military life that we've all found ourselves in. Really well, actually. I mean, we've been quite fortunate that we're kind of in a location that we choose to be, I guess, from that point of view. But it has had its own challenges. We've both been working full time throughout whilst homeschooling three children. So that's our kind of covid story but everyone seems to be having their own experiences good and bad of what's coming from it yeah it's been a really weird time i think a lot of us have had time to sit back and sort of work out what we actually need in life and what's important and then some of us like you have been crazy busy building your amazing business so we've been pals for ages now we talk quite often it's fab we first met years ago part of the forces enterprise network and you've been supporting spouses ever since and you've been looking after me and sorting me out and it's been brilliant but for those who haven't come across forces family finance yet could you introduce what it is and what you do Basically, I founded the business around six years ago. It was spawned from a combination of my professional background in financial services, namely in providing financial advice around sort of mortgages and insurances. And then also my own personal experiences of military life, because I've been married to a royal engineer for almost two decades for my sins. So for me, it just seemed really good timing and something that I always wanted to do. I was kind of getting fed up of keep transferring employers and organisations or trying to find a new job at each posting, which we all have to do. And I just had a real hunger to try and set up a business that combined all of that together and can kind of help people. So that's what we do. We provide financial advice for people within the military community. And is that everything, all parts of the finances? 
I don't think it'd be fair to say everything because finance is a really wide subject. You know, for example, we wouldn't cover taxation or accounting. However, I would say probably the best thing to do is check out our website. Everything's on there in terms of the different kind of products and services that we offer. But throughout the time that we've been growing, something that's been really important to us is working with and networking with and partnering with lots of other different firms, ideally spouse or military related, who if we don't deal with it, but it is finance related, we can signpost you to. And why would the military community need something different? Why is it that choice? Okay, so I kind of see myself as very much an old school advisor with a bit of a like a modern twist. And actually, over the last decade or so, a lot of people have gone for like convenience over taking the time to kind of build relationships and and trust with people. But sometimes that choice is taken away from you if you're constantly having to move. And if you kind of go back to a generation sort of before, everyone would have their trusted advisor or people that they would speak to, or maybe even like their parents or their network of people around them, they would ask for recommendations or help. And you kind of don't have that within the military. So I kind of wanted to put myself out there, I guess, as the mum and the trusted advisor on my team and other advisors that can be that person to the community if they feel that they need it. And we offer that whole kind of handholding service. And in addition to that, what I have found through my peers and other professional colleagues is they can all be absolutely amazing at their job. But to have the specific knowledge of the military community and benefits and understanding of that lifestyle is something very unique. So to have the two in one place, that's what I tend to find people are attracted to us and why they use us. Yeah, because I think it makes such a difference to understand this community and be part of it because other people just don't get it. They just don't understand it. For example, if you move location all the time, it's difficult to find somebody. So I'm assuming that it doesn't matter where I end up posted, you'll be there for me. Absolutely. Over the years, we've built up a client base across the whole of the UK and worldwide, as crazy as that sounds, but that's military life in about 12 different BFPO locations now, I think. So we were kind of COVID ready. We'd always been set up to work remotely. All it's done really is just enhanced our processes even further. I say to a lot of people, how if you want something done, you get a military spouse to do it. But I think we're a really good example of the fact that we've had to embrace technology for such a long time because life is transient and because our partners are always away. And now this new COVID world that is really extreme, but actually it's all those skills that we had anyway. It's just brought them out. Absolutely. I mean, when I set up the business, which I think is also the beauty of setting something up with like a clear goal and strategy in mind, it was always for me to be able to take the business anywhere with me if we decided to move or relocate and I mean literally like anywhere in the world but then also to set up a model where I could provide employment opportunities for others for it to work in the same way so it's always been built and developed in that way to allow that it's a completely forces run forces friendly business in all senses. Which is great and a good proof that you can do that. So I want to take you back to the start. So you started your business with three tiny children, which is just, I mean, I think a business must be like a fourth tiny child, especially when you're first starting out. Yeah. How tough was that? It was really hard. There wasn't a lot of sleep going on. There wasn't a lot of couple time going on. There wasn't a lot of me time going on, you know, and I think it's important to be really candid about that. You've got to be realistic. Like these things don't happen easily, whereas everyone would do it. But myself and my husband agreed from the start. Now's the time. It was always a dream of mine and something that he wanted to support me in that like that was the time to do it. And to a certain extent, you're going to be tired and lacking new time and couple time anyway, when you've got young children and babies. So I'm just like, I think I'm an all or nothing girl, you know, Jess. 
So we just went for it. And the first few years were ridiculously hard. But I feel like we've really come out the other end of it now. And we're genuinely starting to see the fruits of our labour. And it's such an amazing feeling. But you've got to stick at it. You have to be tenacious. I have a quote on my wall. It's just above you, actually, that says yeah. successful people hang on when everybody else has let go. I really believe that. I mean, there were many times of self-doubt and heated conversations and really dark times. But what it always came back to is we've come this far. Why would we give up now? We're so close. Just that feeling of what if. And I think if it's your true passion and you really believe in what you're doing, there's just something so important about seeing it through. You know, I also think about the example that I'm setting for my children as well. And I've asked them so many times, would you prefer it if mummy worked for somebody else, but then I wouldn't be there on the school run or to do those things? Or do you want me to do this? And even like my children, now they're getting older, they're all like, no, mum, you do your business. Like I see myself inspiring them, which is amazing. And there's somebody, because my mum also had her own business, which I think is probably what got me into this mess in the first place. But it's true. I saw her doing her thing and trying her best to be an amazing mum. And I think it's really important for children to see that and to know that there's lots of different things that you can do. But you talked about how tough it was and thinking about giving up. Did you ever want to give up? And how did you push past that? There were quite a few times. And if I'm, again, being really kind of honest about it, the main times were more from a financial point of view. And to create a very real income, that is the equivalent of a job whilst you're trying to do everything else and with no childcare is a difficult thing to do, to actually make your business a feasible business and not, you know, a hobby, shall we say. But I think it just came down to like what we wanted from life and what the plan was. And every way I looked at it, if I didn't do it this way, then I couldn't achieve what I wanted to do, which was to be there for my children, be able to support my husband and fulfill a lifelong dream. You've just got to invest 100% and believe that at the end, it'll be worth it. One of my quotes that I live by is, great things never come from comfort zones. You think even when you're learning to walk, you fall over, you get back up. So you've just got to have belief that at the end of it is going to be good things. You just got to keep pushing through it. And you have, and that's what you have. You have a business that pays you full time, which I think is everything we're all aspiring to, that fits around military life in the best way that it can. And it's really, really inspiring. But like you said, bloody hard work and you've got to stick with it. Yeah, all the time. You have to be really quite ruthless with your time and look at how you're going to invest it and spend it in people or in tasks. And remember to prioritise as well, you know. I do work hard and I do work a lot of hours, but ultimately the love and the passion is there. If there was ever a time, which happened quite a lot in the early years, where actually the balance was so off that I felt that I was working with no financial reward or spending any time with my family, that's when you've got to constantly reevaluate. And I think that's really important as well for people to understand that maybe what your plan was at the beginning or what you want it to be isn't always necessarily where you're going to end up and you have to review it and constantly self-evaluate because nine times out of 10, if there's a problem in the business or if it's not going well or as you hoped it would be, a lot of the time it's probably down to you and what you are doing or not doing and having that self-realisation is really important. There's a little bit of research that I did before this and you filled out a form for me and you talked on there about SMART goals, which are so clever, but I'd like to know a little bit about how they work. So specific, measurable, achievable, realistic and time-driven that's what the SMART stands for. I think it's something that a lot of us already do intuitively, but when you're making those decisions and you're very conscious of that, you know, like we can all put out there, right, well, I'm going to do this. 
buy a house for example okay well that's great but actually if you're not a little bit more specific about it i.e i'm gonna buy a house in this area and it's going to cost x amount which is the kind of the measurable part as well and actually is that achievable have you done your research could you actually ever afford that is that something that is realistically within your grasp even if there is hard work involved and then looking at the time scale of it as well and sort of putting out there, yeah, this is what I want to do. And it is realistic and I can achieve it, but it has to be done within this certain time scale because that also makes you accountable to yourself and also allows it to be realistic and measurable as well and constantly checking in. Now that in itself is obviously like a massive goal that I've used as an example, but you can really apply it to anything, which we kind of probably do all the time like, okay, I need to go to food shopping and get in everything for a dinner party. Let's be realistic about it. Is it going to take you 20 minutes once you've parked up, sanitised your trolley, queue to get in, all the rest of it? No, it isn't. So be realistic with it. Make yourself a list. Look at your budget, all the rest of it. Get in, get out. That's the way that I kind of apply to pretty much every task that I do in my life, as dull as that sounds. But it just kind of wears in the background in my mind. And just doing that fabulous thing that most women are good at, which is multitasking as well. How many birds can I kill with this stone? And that must save you so much time, especially in business when you're first starting out and every tiny second that you've got. You often hear there's all these things on Instagram about the four-hour week and people working four hours and having this multi-million pound business, which Mm. is just nonsense. I Mm. can't see a way, otherwise we'd all be doing it, of how to run a successful business using that four-hour concept. And you do, and you have to keep applying to that. You started off with your tiny children around your feet. I was wondering if you had any tips or advice for any mums that have just started their business or are thinking of starting your own business. I think it is really, really important to have your partner or your family, whoever it is, the closest person to you on board with that and for them to understand like this is the time that's going to be involved and the commitment and make sure that they're happy with that and maybe set yourself some boundaries from the beginning. So when I actually did my business plan and my business goals, part of me working out what my week and my month looked like was making sure that I scheduled in family time and time with my husband because if I wasn't achieving that, I was losing at life, really. So I think that's quite important. And then for me personally, I felt through scheduling that time and making sure that I hit that very clear target of spending time with them, it then took away the guilt of the times that I was working because I felt like I was ticking both boxes rather than kind of juggling all of them and not really achieving any of them very well. There'd always be a compromise. You'll always want to spend more time doing something for business or want to spend more time at the park or whatever it is. There's no magic wand to that. But I think actually if you can kind of break everything down so it's more manageable and more realistic and being honest with yourself in terms of what you can do, don't set yourself this massive project and say, I'm going to do it in a week. That's not going to happen. You have to be patient with these things. You have to work out what you can do, what's worthwhile you're outsourcing. I'd constantly ask myself, right, is this going to make any difference to my income and my business this week? No, probably not. So instead, I'm going to go and play a board game or whatever and just not getting drawn into what I call magpie moments so like shiny distractions that take you away from what you're trying to do social media is the worst for that set a timer before you even go onto social media decide what it is you're going to do what you're trying to achieve from it get in get out because it's designed to take you down rabbit holes and draw you into different places I learned that quite quickly because that's a big old time waster isn't it sometimes I mean it's great but if you go in there with no goal, it can really be a big distraction. 
Yeah, I've literally lost hours of my life getting sucked into YouTube videos. There's a really great film on Netflix at the minute. It's like a documentary film called The Social Dilemma. It's like made by some of the people that were actually there creating Google and Facebook and Instagram. It's really quite scary. They're just very good at what they do. And we've all fallen for it. We've all got sucked in. Get the pinging and the noise and the, you know, notifications that are designed to suck us in. And I think if you have limited time in your business or generally limited time anyway, that that's the worst thing you can do. But I think scheduling is so important. You're so right. But also being realistic and sticking to it. Yeah. And just like, you know, like a lot of the time when you've got young children as well, you kind of pretty much live by like the nap routine, the bedroom routine, all that kind of stuff. Like it gets you through and it makes things work well. My start point was always, okay, so these are the needs of like my children and the things that I have to do for that. And then actually trying to work around my work tasks and the things that I needed to do within that. And I think that that really helps rather than trying to do it the other way around because ultimately probably trying to do it that way you're almost setting yourself up for failure things don't always go to that plan that happens as well but you have to be all right with it and not beat yourself up about it too much and the whole point of having your own business is that you don't work for the man to give you that flexibility so if you're then enforcing all this extra stuff on you that isn't working towards your end goal Mm. or isn't fitting around the family and the whole reason you set your business up was for your family then gosh give up and go and work for the man absolutely talking of family you've got one of those amazing husbands that support you I have one of those poor chap I'm sure he's bored the amount of time (laughs) constantly he's like the biggest spouse employment supporter I know because I'm just constantly asking him so how important do you think that balance is if you've got your partner's career and your own business and how do you think that works really well that's a really good question I really strongly believe that is just so important and where I've sort of mentored and helped people in the past I have noticed a distinct difference between people that have that support and don't so I think I can see that also for other people and I do feel really really fortunate but I think it's about just having that conversation about them shared goals to help keep on focus when things are a bit moody or you know like that classic thing where you do just end up feeling maybe a little bit resentful or down or whatever for me when I launched the business we had a very clear smart goal of in a five-year period we would get to the point where this business was creating an equivalent of a full-time income or it just wasn't going to work and that was it and I'd call it a day and we were always very very clear and driven on that and that's really what we've kind of held on to and for us that five-year goal was very specific because that was when my husband reached his full military career and we were looking to transition. He hasn't signed off this year because of COVID, but that was the plan at the beginning and what we were aiming for. And I just think that shared goal and vested interest in making it successful is really what's kept us both going. You have to have that shared vision and it might be maybe you haven't got that same sort of plan, but going back to you, you know, maybe it's just so you can see how happy you are in what you do. So of course your husband wants to support you in doing that. So whatever the goal is or the purpose of it, I think that's really important that you do share that. If you're not communicating those ideas, I think it can be really easy, particularly in the first few years where you're not really making that much money, but you're crazy busy for like resentment to build. So you've got to talk about and have those shared ideas of what is the point of this. And it helps us support their careers as well. It's a two-way thing. And to get excited for them when they achieve things and they get excited for us when we achieve things. That's what it's got to be about. Exactly. I love that. So we're kind of reaching the end, which is very sad because I love talking to you. But what is the plan? You've had your five-year plan. How is it going forward? What exciting things have you got planned? So 
we've got a really exciting partnership going on with another military-based spouse firm, which will be coming out soon. We're just sort of finalising some legality, so that's really exciting. I'm looking to continue to recruit because I'm still really passionate about passing this opportunity on to other people. And also, for my own personal goals, I do want to be able to sort of slow down the amount that I am working in the business. So it's about shifting things around to help achieve an even further work-life balance because there's always like the next layer of where you want to get to. So the next five years really is for me is to facilitate some more growth and to refine our processes to get it into a place where I can be that person who is the business owner rather than the complete workhorse for the business I think that is a good plan I love it it's like you moved on from that painful startup phase and you've grown and now you're into the next phase which very rarely happens in business by the time I get to that point my children will actually apart from my youngest but they'll be pretty much like grown teenage relatively self-sufficient so like I can like proper go out and like start enjoying life I can't wait (laughs) should I say that out loud on a podcast I don't know I'm owning it I said it (laughs) well it's hard why not and we will definitely be allowed out by that point please (laughs) so it begs the question if I want to find out more about you or I want to find out about forces family finance where can I find you so website is www.forcesfamilyfinance.co.uk or we are on Facebook insta not that great on linkedin but we're all on there i would just say have a look we've got loads of useful information loads of great downloads see what we're about reach out whether it might be that you want to use our services or maybe you're interested in a career in financial services who knows and before we go is there anything else you'd like to add just how fabulous i think the millspoe network is i've loved watching your own rise and everything that you've been putting into it i think the group has been amazing during lockdown a real lifeline and just a nice bit of extra support and peer-to-peer injection because running a business is lonely and it is a struggle. At the minute, it's just taking it to another level. I want to use this opportunity to thank you, Jess. You know, I've done a lot of interviews recently and I keep saying that to people and they keep giving me compliments. You should take it. But I promise to people, I'm not just saying that to get some glory, but I do really appreciate it and thank you because we both work hard. We know each other for a long time. We both work hard and it's really important that that network and that community keeps going and I really appreciate the fact that you're an ambassador for that community because I think that's the key to getting through this life is to find your people and look after them and support them and I think that's really important and you have done that for me which means I can do it for other people so thank you Nadine it has been ace talking to you today you too thanks Jess I'll speak to you soon Oh, another thank you to Nadine and of course to Forces Family Finance for sponsoring the awards that we're doing this Christmas. If you haven't already signed up for the Christmas party, then what are you waiting for? There is a seat for you. Head over to Eventbrite, go and find the Millsboe Christmas party and book your seat. So that's it from me today. I will of course be back next week with another inspiring episode, so I shall see you then.